Morning, everyone. Ain't wildlife grand, eh? My goodness. Um, you know when I said that I always see something cool when I'm out for a walk in the wilds? Well, it is true. Gabby and I went out for what turned to be about a six, seven-mile walk yesterday, and we explored a place that I've been uh, I've been wanting to explore for almost twenty years, I reckon. It was like a magical haven, literally moments after we ventured off the road to head into the privately owned teeny weeny wilderness, we were treated to the most incredible sightings. Uh, Firstly, Gabby was startled by a huge bird carrying something in its talons. Um, We figured it was probably a a buzzard, but um, but it went into the trees and we, we couldn't see it. Um... So we adjusted our positions by heading off trail and saw it emerge from the trees. Enormous, a really hefty buzzard, probably a female, carrying a grass snake. A grass snake in its talons. We froze, naturally, and we watched until it flew out of sight. We shifted position again and saw the bird perched on like an enormous fallen oak limb. It sat and did nothing. I figured it was resting before heading back to the nest to feed its young, and then it happened. A young bird burst out of the canopy above the fallen limb, joined the older bird, and relieved it of its quarry. The mature bird, clearly a parent helping helping its young to branch out, had brought a food parcel for its infant. Super exciting, super exciting. And we were privileged enough to have seen it super privileged and we would never ever have seen that had we not ventured into this little uh, little haven i'm not going to tell you where it is because um it is private land and and it's not um not really the done thing um anyway the treasures continued to reveal themselves during our um exploration of this uh this miniaturized wildscape reed buntings white throats and black caps woodpeckers and mystical cormorants bullfinches missile thrushes swifts and swallows giant gray herons tiny wrens incredible wildflowers and pole dancing reed warblers on their phragmites apparatus oh my as if that wasn't enough on the return journey we retreated with a mole crossing our path too, something I'd only a few days previous been talking about to a pal, having never seen one live in the open. I have now. We'd headed out early-ish to avoid the heat of the day, having Dash with us. Excuse me. Uh, Oh, three minutes. I managed without a yawn there. Um, I'd brought along um, plenty of water. Uh, but it wasn't needed because our route was punctuated with lots of doggy slurping opportunity. Rivers and ditches and marshes and pools. And Although the shade in the early part of the walk was lacking, on the return journey, when the sun was at its hottest, it was abundant. Dash was in his element throughout. I'd taken out uh, his training lead, which is about 30 feet long. A really, really um, huge training lead. And... Um, he at least got a flavour of being off lead. He's a little bugger, you see, so... Um, 
Excuse me, sorry. Uh, so yeah, what he does, he tends to um, just take himself off for a, for his own walk. Uh, he's perfectly safe. He's um, with the exception of the fact that if we're near roads, obviously then he's okay. He's he's, he's quite um, quite road sensible, but I think if he got a sniff or something, he would probably dart across, and I don't want him to get splattered. And um, I like to know where he is, so we don't tend to let him off the lead. I think I mentioned that before. But this this thirty foot lead was brilliant for him. He really, really enjoyed sort of having the pseudo freedom of of a, of a really long lead. Um, he just loved bounding through the deep grass. He looked like a a young roe deer as he jumped over the foliage. So cool. Um, oh, but such a rich walk, and and in really good company too. A real tonic, something to be thankful for i was back in time for a, a bit of a rest before getting lunch and then linda headed out on her walk with sarah and the girls it turns out they ventured quite close to the trails that we had explored in the morning a brilliant day of exploration except for ashley who has become something of a hermit we practically have to force him out of the house at the moment don't we no, I didn't go out of the house yesterday because I didn't feel well. That's true. I suppose I'll let you off then. Do you want to go out today? No. <laughs> As if to prove a point. Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, the weekly quiz went well. Um, we were second out of three teams, and uh, I really enjoyed the questions. Some great geography ones. <sighs> You're number three. Um, thanks, Amy, for for setting those up um she did a great job there the woodlands project got some sky time and i've outlined the concept on paper so i can um so i can develop that further when i have the time uh, it's really nice to have a project that uh that i can sort of dip in and out of without any time pressures so i think it might come uh, become a really nice part of what I do over the coming months and years, kind of a hobby, if you like. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that and uh, and making that become a reality. Uh, I know I keep banging on about it, but I'm trying to keep it conscious in the mind. It's uh, it's lovely. It's something that's really um, really exciting me. Um, still haven't cut my hair, as you can probably tell if you're watching this on the on the YouTube channel. Um, I took some time to snooze in the afternoon. Do you ever make time for a daily doze? I find it super beneficial just to replenish myself. And I think everyone should do it. The Spanish siesta concept would be absolutely perfect for me. And that got me thinking um, about sleep and uh, overthinking. Because uh, sleep is really important. I find it super important. And it escapes so many people. So... If you're struggling to get to sleep, it's really important that you find some time to actually get some headspace during the day. And here's why. I went through a period of not being able to sleep because I used to let my job spill over into the evenings by checking my work mobile constantly and dipping in and doing little bits and bobs. And um, something would crop up that I had absolutely no control over until the following day. So I couldn't do anything but think about it. So I stopped doing that. Um, I stopped checking the mobile after I'd left the office. So 5pm or whatever time it was, I left the office. That was it. No more work. None at all. 
And that helped amazingly. But I also found that being comfortable and able to allow the various thoughts that would come and go in my mind, allowing them just to do that without trying to wrestle them out of my mind or stop thinking about them or giving them any credit, allowing them just to kind of drift in and out was highly beneficial. Being comfortable with what your mind is doing is something that seems to trouble a lot of people and it certainly used to trouble me. So I'm speaking from an element of experience here. But this is my experience, not not anyone else's. So take it as that. Eventually, I learned how to be comfortable with my thoughts by using the Headspace app, the app for 10 minutes a day. If you haven't heard of it, um, it's something that my boss put me onto some years ago. And I find myself using the principles even now. Spending 10 minutes on your own version of being conscious of every thought and allowing those thoughts to come and go without judging them and giving them any um, any kind of importance, just allowing them to happen is so valuable. If you haven't come across Andy Puddicombe, that's P-U-D-D-I-C-O-M-B-E, Puddicombe, I recommend you read his book, Get Some Headspace. That's the title. You can use the audio app if, if it's easier, the Audible app. Listen to the um, to the um, audio book. That's quite a good way of doing it. But then download the free app. Um, now, most of the book you can enjoy um, anywhere you like, um, but some of it you'll need to be on your own for. Um, really, really, really powerful book. Some great stories in there about how things have changed for people who've used the um, the headspace principle it's not new it's not it's it's basically meditation um but i find that word's a little bit chewy you know a little bit um yeah to many people it was to me um i'm quite comfortable with using the word now because med- all meditation means is giving your mind the permission to do what it needs to do um and to be in the present really so download the app the uh the app will give you enough um enough meditations or or recordings to uh, and they're only 10 minutes long like i said it will give you enough of that just to get those thoughts into being and if you (laughs) if you find that you're able to once you find you're able to master it it is brilliant because You'll actually find your if you if you do it during the day, you learn learn the technique, and then as you're laying there at night, try to do it at night as well, and focus on what um, what the um, the narrative. I'll try and get that word out. The nar- the narrator. There we go. The narrator is telling you. It'll be a real struggle not to fall asleep. Not every time. But it will be really helpful. Um, and if you can't sleep at night, sleep during the day. Just get some sleep. It's really, really, really important. Um, anyway, Sky Time is a really great substitute in the meantime. So uh, use the sky we've got at the moment. It's a beauty. Just lay, in the, lay on your back in the garden, have a look at the sky, and just let your mind drift. That's all. Give yourself five, ten minutes of doing that. An hour even. 
All this talk about sleep has me thinking. I might install a day bed in the office. Have a beautiful, restful day today. Enjoy the sunshine and maybe even have a doze. Big love, people.